You are listening to the A for Effort podcast, where we discuss all things education. I'm your host and teacher bestie, Sage. I'm an elementary teacher based in Sacramento, and I'm here to chat about the teacher life and share thoughts, conversations, and advice to my fellow educators. Join me every week for new episodes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Um, We are going to get started with our first segment where we talk about um, what I've been reading and hopefully um, when we have guests on, they can share what they've been reading as well. But um, currently, I am reading The Maze Runner. Um, It's the first book in a series of books. Um, I heard it was really good. It was recommended to me by a friend. Um, And it's the first uh, true series that I've read since... Um, I finished all the Harry Potter books, so I am excited about it. I'm not very deep into it yet, but um, I'm at about chapter 10, so we'll see um, how I like it, and then we'll update you next week, but um, we're going to go ahead and jump into today's topic. Today, I would really like to focus on um, someone who I think is the real MVP, um, the person who truly runs an elementary school or a high school or middle school, whatever type of school that you work at, they run the show. And if you disagree, I'm sorry, you're wrong. Um, but today I'd like to talk about uh, the school custodian. Um, and actually this is a topic that I had written down in my original notes from long before I began the podcast and I really had envisioned a conversation with my own school custodian, um, for this episode, but, um, the reason we're going to be talking about the custodian today is because I did receive some very, uh, unfortunate news that my school custodian had passed and, um, I think... Now is a good time to talk about just all the times that he had helped me personally. Um, And I thought that this episode would be a really good way uh, to just honor him and everything that he had done for the school. Because if he had helped me in all of these different ways, then imagine just how many ways that he had helped others in our school, in our campus. Before we dive into today's episode, I do just want to um, say that everyone deals with grief differently. Everyone copes a little bit differently. Um, For myself, I think talking about the ways in which Mike really helped me and the ways he um, positively impacted my life um, will kind of help me with the grieving process. So um, definitely keep that in mind as you're listening to today's episode. Um, And remember, everyone processes or goes through this process um, a little bit differently. So um, thank you for your understanding. Um, All staff and students alike. So... um, Let's jump right into it. I'm in, I'm just going to tell some stories and um, hopefully they make you laugh. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's just going to, we're just going to honor him today. So, um, okay, so let's jump right in. And the first story is actually from my first day um, teaching ever. 
okay? Um, so my absolute first day ever teaching, I'm thinking to myself, like, I just got all of these 10-year-olds in one room with me, and I'm the adult, and I'm supposed to make the decisions. This is kind of nuts. Um, so you know, like, when the door closes after you pick them up from the blacktop, and then you realize, like, it hits you. Oh my god, this is real. Like, I'm the boss in here. Like, this is, they're my responsibility. <laughs> so I'm already scared out of my mind. Like, frightened that I'm gonna make mistakes or, like, that someone's gonna die. Like, just all hell will break loose because I have never done this by myself, truly by myself with my own students ever in my life. And it's like, afternoon after lunch I remember it was like pretty close to the end of the day and I was standing up at the front of the room near the projector and I strictly remember looking out at the classroom just at my students who were seated at their desks and hearing this bang come from the front of the room near where I was standing and I'm off to the left hand side of where the projector was um, and it's the kind that you pull down and some of you are probably know exactly what I'm talking about it's got like a little string on the end and it's really just like a piece of fabric and it's um, attached to the wall via these like hooks and it's got like little holes on the top of the projector where you just like kind of put it in side the hook and like voila like that's how it's on it's like really not very safely secured okay so anyway, I'm standing to the left of the projector and I remember saying something and hearing a loud noise and all you see is this projector swinging, literally swinging towards me where I'm standing at the front of the room and literally the entire class gasped like the projector falls to the floor. I have to jump out of the way and we're dead silent. And it's just a moment of like, what just happened? And they're looking at me and I'm looking at them and they're looking back at me thinking, what's going on? <laughs> and I just remember like kind of having like a tear <laughs> in my eye, but also dying laughing and just busting up laughing. And then all of like the entire class also just crying hysterically from laughter because it was while it was so scary in the moment and I was like you guys I almost died um it was also really funny and hysterical and like that's the kind of stuff that I'm thinking to myself like this only happens to me <laughs> but like in the moment I'm like oh my god like I need to obviously teach like I need to get this thing like back on the wall somehow and uh, lucky for me I had a veteran teacher right next door in my classroom and we have um, a conjoined like wall so she like pretty much can hear what's going on in my room and vice versa if it's like super loud so um, I open the door and I let her know hey the projector just fell <laughs> and um, you know, can you give me Mike's number? This is the custodian. And she, like, just wrote the extension down for me. And I go over and I call. And he comes right away. And, of course, the first thing he says to me is, like, what did you do? <laughs> and my students and I are trying to explain to him, like, no. Like, I almost died. <laughs> 
and I just remember his expression being like only you and it was just the funniest thing but um, yeah, if it weren't for him, um, you know, just showing up immediately and putting the projector back up for me and fixing everything, like, I would have just lost it. And I think for me, it was, he didn't make me feel bad. It was, obviously, we were, like, joking about it, and he made it seem like this happens all the time. And I think that was my first ever experience with, like, pure, just classroom um, what's the word I'm looking for? Just, like, things falling apart. Because if you've ever been in a public school classroom, like, things, literally everything is, like, slowly falling apart. But, yeah, it was so funny. And, um, I've never memorized anyone's extension so quickly. Like, I, after that day, like, I had it memorized. Like, I would just walk to the phone and dial it without having to look it up on a paper because I knew he was going to be, like, the number one person I would have to talk to all the time. So, yeah, we learned very quickly, quickly after, um, day one. I will never forget that. Um, okay, the next story I want to tell was, um, the story about how my door handle came to be <laughs> and this sounds really stupid but um so one day I get to school and I like to get to school like relatively early um we start at 8 a.m but we get students in our classrooms by 7:45. so um I like to get there about 6 50 or 7 um just to make sure like I everything's set up like um if I need to go prep something I have time to go to the staff room make some copies you know I make myself a cup of coffee if I have extra time like use the restroom you know all that good stuff so I walk up and I'm like got my hands full you know you got your tote bag your backpack your purse whatever um and I'm like rustling in my bag for the keys as I walk up to my classroom door and I look up and literally the handle is missing from my door like there's no handle and I'm like what and I'm pretty sure it was a Monday. And you already kind of have like the Monday scaries because you just had the Sunday scaries. And now Monday you're like, you know, holy cow, I like really need to get all my stuff together. Like I'm probably behind. I didn't prep anything on Friday before I left, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, my door handle's missing. So, um, I drop all my stuff right outside my door and I go to my friend's room who my friend, um, is crazy and gets there like every day at like 530 cause she's insane. And I literally, I just like say to her, can you call Mike? And I just remember repeating his extension out loud because luckily, yes, I did memorize it. I was not joking. And, um, she gets him on the phone and she's like, what do you want me to tell him? I'm like, tell him, meet me at my room. And, um, uh, he had to let me in through the other teacher's door, which luckily we do have like the conjoining room. So it wasn't a big deal, but, um, it was again, one of those moments where he was like, really only you would get your door handle stolen. And, um, I remember him saying like, well, did you look for it? <laughs> I'm like, look for what? Well, did you look for the door handle? you think they would take it off and just leave it somewhere? He's like, yeah, maybe. So you want me 
on a Monday morning at 7 a.m. to just walk around campus and look for my door handle. <laughs> You're crazy. But being the good Samaritan that he is, he had to call someone from the district and they had to send people out to replace my door handle. But um, ever since then, it definitely has not worked the same. Like my door was already kind of tricky to open and now it's like a little bit harder to open. But um, at least I have a door handle and I have him to thank for it. So <laughs> I just love that story because I feel like why and who and how and there's really no explanation to how that happened he thinks it was van like vandalism but i don't know what teenager would want to steal a door handle anyway that's my um other story for you another good story this one i think was also vandalism so thank you um to the people who are bored and want to go vandalize public schools you're very kind. Um, we were, okay, so another morning I did come to school early because like I said, I really like to get to school early. Um, Mike was always there at the crack of dawn, you know, before the rooster crows and whatnot. And, um, it was another Monday. So I remember, um, we had a, a full weekend and, um, in the past week, the library was, or the librarian was cleaning out, like, old, old, um, books from the library, um, and there was this giant cardboard box, uh, just full of outdated books that she was getting rid of, um, so that she could make room for new purchases and new books. Um, so the bin was left outside over the weekend, and somehow it had gotten knocked over, and all the books were on the floor, and I remember, the giant, like, cardboard box, like, bin was, like, smashed. It was, like, squashed and completely flat, and you couldn't, like, put it back together and use it. So I remember um, walking in, and it just so happens that the library is right by my main hallway where my classroom is. So when I walk through the office, I have to walk past the library to get to my room and I remember looking and seeing all the books on the floor and then like looking up and seeing my custodian walking towards me just kind of like in an in an annoyance because obviously he now has to deal with this before students arrive so I just remember going to my room dropping off my stuff grabbing my biggest trash can and walking back over there and just picking up books and we're talking like there were thousands at least a thousand books in there and like some of them were outdated textbooks some are just like um read aloud stories like little chapter books all types of books you name it but we had like four to five trash cans full at the end and I remember two people walking past us um as we were finishing up and just like marveling at what a disaster it was. I mean, I still have a photo of all the books on the floor because it was just insane. But yeah, um, I'll never forget that. And I think that was just a testament to um, how much we love our campus and, you know, how much I appreciated him. And who wants to pick up books off the floor in the cold on a Monday morning? Like, he should not have had to do that, so... Yeah, we'll never 
never ever forget that um okay the next story that i have to share is um this one time that he came by and he like spooked the like spooked me out so bad so um there is it just so happens that there is like um a section in between my classroom and then the other set of classrooms in a separate hallway and you can't walk in between the hallways um like it it doesn't have a hallway it's just like an um a section that's kind of backed off with like a door and sometimes like at recess kids will like accidentally kick the ball over and then like it will end up in this like in between area so um yeah so between my classroom and then the other set of classrooms in a separate hallway so I like to keep my window open um because sometimes if I'm really lucky like I'll see a bird or something but it's really a small section there's like tons of weeds like it's really not a super pretty view um but I like it and like the sun can kind of get in which is really nice and I'll keep the classroom warm so I was at my desk, which is right next to the window that I keep open, which you could see this hallway. He goes back there and he's doing something. I think he's retrieving like a kickball, four square ball, something. And he walks by my room and I, um, and he like knocks on the window and like yells. And I just remember screaming like screaming bloody murder and being so scared and him cracking up laughing and I just remember being like oh yeah I'll get you back like I'll scare you and I never did (laughs) because I'm the least scary person ever but um yeah I'll never forget that um and after that moment um I've always, like, wanted to clean that back area. I remember because I would bring it up about when he would go back there. And I would say, you know, it'd be so much nicer if you just let me clean that back area out. Um, And then I just so happened upon, like, this bird feeder. And I was like, Mike, like, I really want to put up this bird feeder. I really want to get birds to, like, come to my window and then maybe, like, show my students, you know, the birds coming to the window. Um, I think it would be a really cool, like, just fun thing to see, you know, to have and, like, for the kids to experience that because they they might not have a bird feeder at home or, you know, they might not ever get to see birds, like, that up close, close. So it took me quite a bit of convincing, but um, he let me go back there and I stuck this bird feeder up and I legit have only ever had like one bird come to the bird feeder. It was, it's so depressing, but um, it's just because there's not a lot of vegetation. Like it's just a bunch of weeds. There's no like flowers or grass or, you know, whatever. It's like really just not attracting to the birds. But I remember putting up the bird feeder and then every single time after I saw him, he would be like, how's the bird feeder? You get any birds? You get any birds? Are any birds coming to the bird feeder? Have you seen any birds? And I'm like, (laughs) if you're so concerned about it, why don't you go back there and check? (laughs) But it was just funny to me how um, interested he was. And then he would tell me like, oh, you should, you got to get back there and clean it out. You're cleaning it. I'm not cleaning it. So I still have not had a chance to clean out that hallway, but I definitely will have to now. Um, 
telling that story reminded me of another story. Um, so at the end, towards the end of last school year, so 2021, this was a little bit before, um, no, a little bit after the students had returned to school. Um, one of my friends had brought, um, kittens to the school because her sister had, um, found these abandoned kittens and, um, they were looking to, you know, just give them all very nice homes and blah, blah, blah. And it ended up that I had adopted one of them. So I was like, okay, I'll, you know, I'll take this kitten, blah, blah, blah. Um, and for a while I couldn't really watch, um, the kitten I couldn't really commit. So my friend, um, who also worked at the school, watched the kitten for me for a little bit before I brought her in. So, um, she would bring her to school, um, for a little bit while she was still really small and like very, um, easily, uh, cared for easy to care for and so um after that it just kind of became like fun to bring her in and I I didn't really love leaving her at home all day long it made me feel very guilty so um one day I remember bringing her to school and walking through the office um you know at about 6 50 in the morning and seeing um Mike my custodian uh sitting in the uh secretary's chair and looking at me with my crate and my little kitten inside and being like hey let me see let me see what you got in there and I just remember setting down the crate and pulling her out and him reaching his hands out and being like let me hold her and him just like swooning over this like little eight week old small little gray fluff that was my kitten and like of course me shaking in my boots thinking he's gonna yell at me for bringing my kitten into my classroom and like just kind (laughs) of chilling with her in there I thought like he's gonna go off on me and tell me I can't have her here but his immediate reaction is to be like let me hold your kitten like I just thought that was the funniest thing and yeah, he never yelled at me for it, so I guess I'm lucky. guess I'm lucky for that one. Um, okay, so I do want to tell a story that um, one of my coworkers was telling me um, had happened in his class. So um, when his sixth grade class learned that Mike had passed, um, their immediate reaction was just overall shared grief and sadness and um my coworker was telling me that they couldn't jump right into any of the curriculum after um talking about what happened to Mike and um discussing that so they decided to go outside and go walk the track and just kind of take a breather before they you know tried to kind of get back to like the daily routine um that they're used to you know, because it's it's a really heavy topic, um, and especially with um, as an adult to just being able to cope and deal with your own grief while trying to do your job and also like trying to be strong for your students and all of those things. So um, he was telling me that while his students were outside walking the track, um, that he had noticed a few of them starting to pick up trash. Um, And it kind of had a ripple effect where a few students 
began to pick up trash and then more and more of them started to join in and help. So there's kind of this ripple effect that is happening and something that's completely not like of their own idea, right? It's no one told them to do that. No one, like no adult said, hey, let's go pick up trash. Let's go help and, you know, pick up where Mike left off and help keep our campus clean and show our, you know, support for one another. No one told them to. It was completely of their own idea. And so I think that's just amazing and something um, that's worth sharing is that, um, you know, the students were able to show that they care and kind of um, help support one another in that way. Um, and I think there's something to be said about talking about grief and talking about, um, you know, discussing these kind of heavier topics that um, people might think that students are not old enough or they're not mature enough to handle them when um, in reality we have, like, this is a group of sixth grade students who decided on their own to do something like that and to um, show support for the school in their own way and um, kind of deal with that sadness and that grief um, and cope in that way. So um, there's something to be said about that and about um, talking about these heavier topics with our students and sharing this part um, with each other and leaning on uh, one another during these kinds of times. While I have so many other stories I feel like that I could touch on, um, I just feel like the main revelation or like the main takeaway from this and just talking about all of the things that he did and all of the ways that, you know, he positively affected my life and everyone else's life at our campus and at our school, um, it's just that there's there's a reason that people choose to work in schools. I think that there's a reason we choose this. Any staff member, not just the teachers, but the custodians, the secretaries, and school nurse. Like There's a reason that we have chosen this path. And I think that sense of community and that sense of belonging and just... Um, the relationships that you build with the people that you work with, um, it really shows. And I think it's so important that we uh, just remember to like take a moment to reflect on like all of the amazing people that we've met through our workplace and through our community that is our school that we work in. And I feel like it's easy to forget to be grateful for all of the relationships that you've built with the people that you work with because you do see them so often and we do um, take them for granted. But if there's anything that um, just talking about this and getting my feelings out has kind of brought to me, it's just that, uh, you know, I need to express how grateful I am for the people that I am, work, you know, that I work with because they need to know, they should know, and I should make it a point to tell them more often because I don't know if I did that enough now. And yeah, we just want to make sure that we're honoring those relationships and um, the amazing things that the people that we work with do every single day. So um, that's kind of my takeaway. 
um, from this. And I think uh, overall, like, your custodian is just the most deserving of this gratitude. Like, he truly was and is the real MVP. Um, I cannot count on my fingers how many times I have called him because my classroom was literally falling apart. All right, we are going to wrap up today's episode. So thank you for listening in um, and sticking with us to the end of the episode. Um, For me personally, it was really great to reflect on how wonderful of a person Mike was and how positively he impacted our entire school campus um, and community. So thanks again um, for listening and Um, If you would like to offer your support to Mike's family, um, I will link their GoFundMe page in the description of this episode. Um, I will also link it on the Facebook and the Instagram page for A for Effort podcast. So um, yeah, thank you for um, your support uh, for them and um, again for listening and just remember that your custodian is your school's real MVP um, and they should be treated as such. So um, that's all I have for you today. Make sure that you subscribe to the podcast and you leave a review um, and in the meantime I will talk to you next week.